What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle Project Podcast. This is your host, Nick Marcos, and this is my newest project where I'm sitting down with local business owners and community members who truly embody the hustle mentality. We're going to dive in deep and get their amazing stories of the ups, the downs, and everything in between. So whether you're an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, or you're just someone who enjoys hearing the stories behind our community's movers and shakers, this is the podcast for you. So tune in and take pride knowing that we have these great people with incredible stories living right here in our neighborhood. Make sure you tune in weekly for our newest episodes. For more information, check out our website, hustleprojectpodcast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Project Podcast. Enjoy this week's episode, guys. So drip is something like where'd you come up with music? Um, so I, do you know the rapper Gunna? Yes. So he has a song called Drip Too Hard, and okay. it was really big once I wanted to make a business. And I was like, what is a word with that's with gonna be with my generation that goes on for like, you know, forever? Like drip, mm. it's drip. Drip is kind of like um. It's like the term fire or something. It's, right. it, I think it's it's like a generational term that's going to last a long time. So I was like, drip ink. Yeah. And no, I, I like it. No, yeah. I like it. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I'm trying to think of like what was one of those words when I, back in the day when I was young. But um, it, I, I don't remember. They're probably still cool. Now, like dope. Yeah, dope. D- exactly. Dope was a word yeah, that yeah. I used to use in elementary school a lot. Mm, and everyone still uses dope. And now all of a sudden I realize, like I'm starting to listen to people using dope again. This is years ago. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh yeah, well I can start saying dope again. Yeah, like exactly. I, I've always wanted to use the word dope, but it, it went out of style. Yeah, there's like your... yeah, there's like a lot of terms I feel like urban terms that are generational that are gonna yeah. forever. And I think drip is one. And well, the cool thing is I ended up selling shoes to Gunna, which was a really cool. Experience. Oh wow, talking about coming full circle. Yeah, right? exactly. So. so drip. So tell me about what you do. I mean, I know you're in the sneaker biz, but this is kind of like this is different. For anybody out there listening that's like probably, you know, 30 plus or mm-hmm. 35 plus, they're probably not going to know anybody or have ever heard of something like this. And this is what like something that the Hustle Project has sort of led me to mm-hmm. is to like unearthing this concept of maybe highlighting more young entrepreneurs that yeah. are doing things that are different. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, what you're up to, like flipping sneakers, mm-hmm. it's a legitimate business. It I is. mean, we talked some numbers privately uh, a while exactly. ago, and you're and you're like you're you're cash Cashing flowing in. good. Very yeah. Good. Like so, you're making yeah. money, and you're and, and you're and you got your hustle going and on. And it's it. increasing monthly because I feel like the more the more sneakers I'm getting, the more people know about me, and the more connections I'm getting. Sure. So like, I feel like every single month, like I'm seeing like it go up like incrementally, which right. is the, the great thing what like what makes me the happiest yeah you know like for me it's so like what are you doing you buying and ho- selling sneakers yep um but there's more to it so tell me more about it well um i feel that the thing with sneakers they're they're always a huge part of urban culture so no matter what people are always going to be you know they're always going to be into sneakers so i think the thing that i do what's really good is that i've like bring a whole new name like I kind of put a name to the sneakers that I'm reselling. Like, I, there's a lot of resellers, even inside my high school. There's a lot of kids who are trying to do what I'm doing. However, I think so. This like all the high schools around. Like, there's all, kids in all these high schools now that are flipping sneakers. That, yeah, everyone's yeah. trying to flip sneakers, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no one ha- gets the supply that I get, and no one kind of has that name brand recognition that I have. Because you've managed to actually build a business exactly like a brand out you're of not just like a kid hustling exactly you built a brand let, that, me, let me just um tell you real quick that back in the day when i was in um when i was in junior high a friend of mine in the neighborhood um started cutting grass and stuff we did the same thing yeah. like we built a brand but back then you didn't have access to like buying and selling sneakers mm-hmm. this is like this is like a doper version exactly of what <laughs> like of a paper wrote like mm-hmm. back in the day kids got a job selling the newspaper yep, yep. right and, or magazines mm-hmm. door to door like 
You guys are hustling sneakers now. Yeah. This is like, dope. All right, sorry. It's like a Go huge ahead. thing. Like, I, I know, like, a lot of kids my age from Malden and Everett, like, they, 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 they sell. But the thing is, the difference with them is that they're just kids who, who, right. who are selling one or two sneakers at a time. The difference with me is I was like, okay, when people buy from Nike they or, like, a brand, they don't necessarily care about how it looks, or sometimes they t they care that they're getting something that they like in terms of the brand name. Right. Name is such a big aspect when it comes to, you know, spending money. So I was like, I want people to make sure that they can trust everything they get from me and that I create some type of name, and that's why I created Drip. You know, because I started as one of those kids who just sold, you know, like right. a couple pairs of sneakers or used to wait in lines, and I was like, I want to do something bigger than what all these other people are doing. Right. You know, I want to make a name for myself. So that that's why but, I made So it. you're 18, right? I'm oh, 17. 17. Sorry. Yeah. So you're 17 years old. Um, and how long have you been doing this? Uh, around a year. So November like, November 5th will be a one-year anniversary. That you've been doing it right. under, like, the drip. Under the drip name. Right. And it's, it's been a year before that for sneaker reselling. So a couple years, which doesn't sound like a lot to a lot of people, it's, but... It is because it's basically your whole adult life. It, yeah, I, I mean, started, you started when you were fifteen. Fifteen years old. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not like there's much more you could do before that. Mm -hmm. So you've been like grinding away at this exactly. for a couple for a couple years yeah. now, and you're probably learning a shit ton of stuff. Like exactly. You're, 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 you're being you're exposed to like almost all the the situational stuff that that you know, any entrepreneur mm -hmm. is, um, but you're doing it, um, and you're doing it with your peers, which is cool, because you're buying and selling to the people you... Th that's the cool thing, I think, that I do a lot different, too. A lot of my employees, they're kids in the schools, so, like... So, when you say employee, like, what does that mean? So, um, I have different teams. I have a graphic design team, which are um, very skilled photo editors and people that make advertisements. So everybody in logo. high school is like a nasty photo editor. Well, I mean, yeah, I have my friend, uh, my friend Mazer. He, uh, he's one of my employees. He makes a lot of edits for NFL players. Um, a lot of them use his edit as a profile picture and stuff. Wow. So he's like very skilled in that regard. So he, he makes a lot of my advertisements. My friend, uh, Mike DuPont, he's a really crazy um, um, video editor. So he, he like creates a lot of like you know, videos and stuff. So when I want to start producing videos, he's there. He also created my logo. So yeah, wow. I, I also have a delivery team. So people who you know, need deliveries, you know, I have. Uh, uh, so you're delivering the sneakers. Yeah. And then also I have. Well, um, are most people buying these locally, right? Like uh, Locally, but I have a lot of clientele in California and Chicago and stuff. That I, buy I, and I have to ship it out, out to them. 100%. Um, I also have um, a selling team. And pretty much the main point of the selling team, I think they're the most important because they have a very easy job. So whenever I have a sneaker drop, they all get the sneaker drop and they all post all over their social media. Right. And if they sell that product, they pretty much get a certain percent of that sale. But all they had to do was just post a picture. So this is what's going on now, like in high school. So not only are you flipping these sneakers, you actually have a crew of people that work that, that are yeah. yeah that are working. You call it an employee. I don't really call. I call it more like a like a brand ambassador. Yeah. Almost like kind whoever of. their click is online. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have access to them. Yeah. But, but they, they do. do. And they have their own audience. They're almost like micro influencers. Exactly. So you're like you're 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 giving them the opportunity to make money. Thus, taking some of the workload off of you of selling, where you can exactly. just focus more on acquiring or doing whatever events and shit like Th that. That's that's the main reason why I actually did it because I was like, okay, I'm reaching only the audience on my social media. Right. But I'm like, if I incorporate everyone from Lynn, from Everett, right? All these, exactly. And, uh, like, if you got a kid from Lynn who who can work under you, yeah, and a kid from Revere. And oh, you're already in Revere, mm -hmm. but you know what I mean, but Danvers, yeah, whatever. I, I you can a, have a whole network. Yeah, I have kids um in Revere that are like um, underclassmen. I, I'm a senior right now, so I might not be able to not. Be, it's, it's yeah, you're not a friend. You're not you're not following her. They're not following you. Yeah, what's crazy though is I, like I feel like I'm pretty like known in my like I was in Walmart uh, um 
or last Friday, and like these like kids who were in like seventh grade, they like came up to me like, "Oh, you're the sne sneaker dude that sold to Gunna, right?" What the heck, yo! It's like kind of like I feel like I'm ha I'm very like known throughout the city for like from the young dudes from the yeah well i mean because it makes sense that's what's hot to them mm -hmm. right these kids are paying like three four hundred dollars for a pair of sneakers now and it's like they're waiting for things to get released exactly. and you're the dude who's got the goods because everything yeah yeah um so tell me a little bit about like your history really quick like so um, you're born and raised in revere i was born and raised you're in Revere. 17 revere high yep yep so i was um born and raised in revere also a little bit um chicago so i've um, my entire family's from Chicago, so a lot of my life on vacation, um, like on winter vacation or summer break, you head I would back always to Chicago. head back to Chicago. So a kind of a mixture of those of those yeah. two cities. You know, how you like Chicago? Um, Chicago's cool. There's some really bad areas, but there's also some really nice areas. Right. Your um, family from the good area or the bad area? Um, I have family in the good area, but I have a lot of people in, in the bad area. I sell I sell to a lot of people actually in the bad area. A lot of rap rappers from near the no south kidding. side, and you know, so yeah. um, I've kind of known my way around Chicago everywhere because I've been everywhere. I've slept everywhere there yeah. from the south to the north side. So, you know, Chicago is like... Same sneaker game, though? Like, oh, it's, are they buying and wearing the same stuff we're the, wearing around here? Yeah, yeah, the thing with Chicago is it's a whole different crazy network over there. And that's a big reason why I love going to Chicago, too, is because, like, I get a lot of my shoes from Chicago as well. They're so their sne the their sneaker game is at a whole different level than Boston. What's, so what would you pay, what would you put like peg Boston at sneaker wise? I like, say like Boston's like a tier two, possibly tier, tier three. Two? So what's a tier one? Like uh, obviously in Chicago, New York. New York, L.A., Miami. Those are the, the, the them four. Them four are the they're the top dogs. And like you, when you see like the sneaker game in Chicago, it's it's a whole different crazy formula. You know it, that that's why I love going there a lot. You know I got family, I got a lot of friends right. there, but it's also like you see the what you do to a whole different level. Right, it's a whole you different know? level, yeah. yeah. So, and um, being home, you feel like that's kind of like your advantage, like your competitive advantage. Definitely. That you got some flavor from Chicago, mm -hmm. and you mix it with a little Boston definitely. flavor. I think, you, I think that, yeah. that like Midwest style and that East Coast style, definitely, that, that, that it makes me different than a lot of people here. Yeah. You know, so that, that's one thing I do like. So what's, what's it like being in school? Like, um, you know, do people walk up to you all day every day and they're like, yo, let me get these sneakers or whatever? Or yeah. do they like patiently wait for drops to come out? Because yeah. the way you do it, for people listening that don't know, um, mm -hmm. is that you like you you get you get in bulk, so you get like fifty pairs of Air yep. Jordans, mm -hmm. special edition Air Jordans, and you and sell them for a higher amount due to the supply and demand. Right, and because people want them so bad, and there's only a hundred made, and you mm -hmm. got eight of them, yeah, um, you get to you know you charge a premium for them, At and you, you mark want. it up, right? Yep. So w when you do that, like p people must wait for those drops, right? They wait for, the, and what's crazy is that the entire school knows what I do. So I have I sell to the teachers, I sell to people in City Hall. So it's like I feel like everyone comes up to me. Yeah. Like I like I had my gym teacher come up a couple of days. She's like, I, I want I want these new pair of Yeezys coming out. I'm like right. that's crazy. So yeah, every whenever the, whenever there's a new drop, people like will will find out the drop and they'll they'll message me like immediately. So there's gotta be like one kid in every city doing this right now. Yeah, like at a, at a high level, there's got to be like a dude. That's yeah, um, I know a couple kids from a couple cities. Um, I'm trying to kind of um, like get as much as much audience as I can from those other cities and see if I could take the competition over there. But um, yeah, I, I know some kids who are doing it, but some kids are doing it a lot differently. Like there's this kid who I just met in Malden. He buys in bulk, but he buys resell in bulk. So pretty much like he'll buy like 30 pairs from me, and I'll give him like a lower price 
because he bought all my pairs in bulk. Okay. So I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. So and then so it's just layers of wholesale. And then yeah. he and then he'll sell them for like ten dollar profit. So he'll make like three hundred dollars off the thirty pairs. Yeah. He, so so that's getting dangerous. That's when you know the industry's starting to get like watery. You mm-hmm. gotta because those kind of people are what end up like crushing the pro. They they just compress the margins. Like they compressing the amount of money you can make on each. That's true. Uh, you know I mean? And then what happens is you end up getting into like a pricing war. I love that business. Your business you're in right now because of the exclusivity of the exactly. product. Like mm-hmm. I only have ten pairs of Jordans. Like. Yeah. If you want Jordans, you can go to the to, to Foot Locker and buy them in black and white. But I got the green ones, yeah, and yeah. nobody has the green ones. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole generation of people that want the, ex- want the, the exclusive yeah, green exactly. ones. But as soon as that gets flooded, I feel like it's gonna it, it, it could get it could get watered down. Yeah. I guess. But, but if it remains ex- exclusive, I think Nike and Jordan and all Adidas, they all have their pairs that they do water down. How are you getting these things? I mean, so I'm I, I mean I shop for sneakers. I I buy a sickening amount of sneakers. Mm-hmm. But I just go to the big big box retailers. Like, yeah. where are you getting your sneakers from? So, so you got the Jordan Fours, for example, in in a different colorway. Like, how are you getting it? Are, are they getting leaked out of the Nike factory? So there's like a lot of different ways that you could attain these sneakers. Um, for example, I'll give a, a example of a sneaker drop coming out tomorrow. They're called the Travis Scott. Sixes. A drip sneaker drop? Uh, yeah, like a big sneaker drop tomorrow. It's called Good. the Travis Scott Sixes. They're um, very exclusive. Only sixty thousand pairs worldwide in terms of adult That's size. a small number? That That's typically a, a very, a, not a very small number, but a small number. But the reason why these are very exclusive is because everyone wants them. Right. So like that 60,000 is like, it's nothing. Nothing, yeah. So the shoes retail for like 250 and they're reselling for 800 right now. If you Whoa. hold them for like a year, they'll probably resell for over $1,400. So the thing with these- That's how, fucking crazy. Yep. And the crazy thing with these is the way I, where I how got- How many them. you got? I got like I'm getting like twenty to thirty of them. Wow! Mm-hmm. And, and if you bought all, so I, I'm selling them at seven hundred for my pre-order yeah, price. But if I bought them and held on to and them for held, a year, you think I could almost double up? You, you could probably double the price. Wow! In fact, that's what a lot of these sneaker dudes do. The, the different the thing, but they gotta have the cash to hold it. Yeah, I mean, for me, the reason why I don't hold it is because I do pre-orders. So people, so that's how I make a lot of my money. So I predict the the price of the sneakers, and then I basically. Um, I kind of set the price, and if you pre-order it, you send me the payment, and then the sneaker's you yours. It. Exactly. So you're selling them before you even own so them. So I sell them before I even own them. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, after I do that, you know, whatever they want to do with their sneaker, they could do, you know. But with those shoes, if someone does buy them, I, a lot of big guys who, if they don't get the amount of sneakers they want, they'll buy them for re, re, right. resell, and they'll hold it for an entire year. That's a crazy business model, man. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. So tell me about some of the challenges. Like, what's it? What's like the hardest thing about what you're doing right now? You're a young dude. You got you're distracted. You got college coming up. Um, I think you, you, you said you were thinking about maybe Columbia. Yeah, I'm thinking about Georgetown, Georgetown. Cornell, Duke. Um, yes. You know, we're talking some Ivy League heavy hitting schools yeah. here. So so you're no dummy. What what's mm-hmm. your what's the plan here? I mean, think things must be not always you know. Of course. Rainbows and butterflies. No, so no. tell me about some of the, the shit you had to eat. I think that the best part about running a business or being a young entrepreneur is the shit that you got to eat because mm. it really does develop you to be a to Now be a we're one. spitting some game. Definitely. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it so definitely was hard starting out. Um, you know, I didn't come from a household that, you know, my mommy and daddy were able to give me, you know, large amounts of money. So I, you can go buy sneakers. You know, I, yeah. st- I started this business from zero dollars you know i i saved up money you know from I, I used to sell candy in school to you know walking Hustling. dogs you know like forever since i was a young kid and like i i saved up for my for this one pair of shoe that called the galaxy flow foams and i was able to flip them and it started all from one shoe now it's a thousands of shoes so i think that's the the main struggle i think is people taking you seriously 
especially as young. Like, and and because you're really, really young, it's a challenge mm -hmm. for thirty year olds. Like, exactly. Never mind. And not just that too. I feel like with the business I'm doing too, like sneakers, like a lot of people don't understand that there's like a, a billion dollar market for the resell of sneakers. Right. And you know, like I'll have like a lot of people, they'll come up to me and they'll be like, well, why are you selling it for that much? Blah, blah, blah. I guess a lot of people um, don't trust the fact that like what I'm doing. And I think that's the big issue about being so young is yeah. that trying to get that trust from the community. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that that's why I try to give the best product and you know, do as, as much as I can. Have you ever like made an order and then like, you know, screwed up predicting the amount and had to eat oh, it and that, you, yeah. you lose money there's been a lot of times yeah. um i forgot what shoe oh yeah these um these obsidian ones that came out um they're uh they're like are you from, like you know the unc colorway yeah. so yeah. these unc ones um they're called the obsidian ones they came out a couple weeks ago or like a month ago i forgot and um i put the price at 220 and the si size nine halves were selling for 370. Oh god! And I was like, it's taking a beat. Yeah. So yeah. I sold all my pairs for like 220, 250 ish, and like I could have made like way more money. But that's part of the game, right? You exactly. know, and that's why I'm that's why I'm asking you. Yeah. You know, when you're hustling, you, there's a difference between being an entrepreneur and working for somebody. Exactly. When you're an entrepreneur, you you risk something mm -hmm. every day, yeah. and it's not just you know your paycheck on Friday. It's your livelihood. Exactly. It's your emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you do get emotionally invested in other jobs, but there's no investment that's as difficult to handle as being an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's just a, it's a huge burden. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like? So now you're heading to college. What do you feel like you can handle going to college? You think you yeah. can handle a full scale business like what you got, or is it? Yeah. See, uh, like you're gonna put it on the back burner. I guess that's like the hardest um, thing to think about right now. Like uh, when you're asking me like, what's the shit that I gotta eat? I think this coming year is gonna right. be very difficult because again, I've been. I've been very good at school ever since I was a young kid. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, hey, you're talking about Georgetown and, yeah, and, and it, Cornell. It, it's yeah, go, it's God-given, you know, and, like, for school, I don't even, like, study a lot, and I, I just know the material very well, like, for, for everything you. that I do, you know, and, like, for me, it's, like, I've always wanted to be, like, a politician. I never knew that I was a businessman until I started, <laughs> until I started doing what I'm doing right now, and, like, I just momentarily, like, I was, like, wow, like, I'm pretty good at this. So for me, I want to find a, a balance of where I could do both. I'm definitely going to college. I don't know if I'm going to stay local. I'm thinking about maybe BC or BU because, you know, if I go to Georgetown, it's going to be hard to run the business because right. I definitely want to. So you're one. like literally like with this business, you're literally letting it affect where you go to college, definitely. your college plans. Yeah, but I think that's what you need to do. No, I agree. I agree. It's like, just, it's very bold. I mean, m every parent listening to this would be like, oh my God, that's fucking crazy. You shouldn't yeah, be doing yeah. that. But, you know, the truth is it's, it's. It's legit, and there's so many lessons you're gonna learn. Like you gotta value that. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing with this life. There's there's people that take risks, and there's people that stay conservative. Those who stay conservative are, are they're gonna have conservative incomes, and those who take risks are gonna have either. Th those are the ones who are gonna have the big big money. Or none. Oh, but, or none. But, but you're you, betting. But you that's a sacrifice yeah. you have to. I, on myself, I, I'm truly confident in myself that if I take that risk, I'm gonna be making the big money. Yeah. Man. So so therefore, I'm gonna take that risk. I agree, and, and I think you gotta have that attitude. Mm -hmm. You can't go into it saying, "Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure." No. Exactly. It's so friggin' hard. It's it's so hard mm -hmm. that if you have one like one crack in your foundation, exactly. it's gonna crumble. And you gotta come in strong. And I think that's why the entrepreneurship is not suited for everyone. If you like think about like a lot of these big companies, so many people who took these risks, risks they started with they you know they took these risks and they lost everything, legit. You know they they were willing to basically you know sleep in their car for years 
to to make this business and they never gave up and i think that's that's the beauty of it it's like these people who are so confident in their idea and you know i think those are the type of people that you know that inspire me if you look at people like abraham lincoln abraham lincoln lost i i think he lost like 15 or 16 elections before he became the president of the united states to me that's an entrepreneurial mindset yeah for sure you know never giving up on on your dream and i think that's what i want to do here and you know not not just that i want i want to make a million different incomes for myself i don't want drip just to be one but it's gonna start somewhere right and And this is sort of your way of of breaking in exactly right now i'm getting into um forex which is foreign exchange um trade and and like um foreign exchange currency trade and you know i'm trying to make my like make as much money as i can so i can fund my business you're um, you like full of full of energy in terms of like yes. you're, you're yeah. super optimistic, mm-hmm. full of energy. Yeah. Um, everybody who's been around for a while knows that we're experiencing sort of like a bubble in the economy. Yeah, very um, true. Yep. Your generation, people your age and younger, have never gotten punched in the mouth economically. No. no. What do you think it's going to be like when the like what's your do you have a plan? Are you aware of it? Like, do you know that it's coming? And are you thinking? you got what it takes to survive that yeah well i mean uh, as a person who's very interested into politics you know i read a lot upon like you know economic analysis and stuff especially too like i'm getting really into the stock market you're fucking 17 years old bro yeah (laughs) no seriously you're 17 years old i mean i talk with 40 50 year old people who who are not like this so go ahead sorry i'll get i appreciate it but yeah (laughs) i'm I'm getting a lot into the stock market into the forex exchange um, market and um i see that a lot of people a lot of people get broke during things like the recession, but also a lot of people get rich during the recession. Right. You need to understand how to play the game because at yeah. the end of the day, that's the business cycle. There's the economy is always going to be at a high point, and there, it's always going to be, um, right. it's always consolidating. It's it's always going to consolidate. It's Correct. always going to go up, and it's always going to go yeah, down. That's right. Yeah. And you know the our economy is one of the great the unemployment is at an all time low for all time low, but you don't know what it was like, you know, and and it was worse than what I've ever seen, but just in my time, like, you know, when there was a point where I was hiring mechanics for my shop and Mm -hmm. I would have people coming in like daily for a job. Now I put an ad up and I have nobody coming in. Exactly. It's, it's at a whole different level. You know, the economy right now is amazing, but also like, you know, in 2021, you know, we're predicted to hit a very bad recession and um, to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, you'll be in college. I'll be in college. And yeah. I think that's a big reason why I want to continue doing this. So what's yeah. your plan for college? Like, um, what are you going to take, for example? Do you so, know yet? Yeah, so I want to double major and have a minor. So I want to major in business management. Of course, you have to be super ambitious. Yeah, yeah and, then, <laughs> and then I want to major in public policy and also minor in international relations. So it sounds like maybe a politician. Yeah, politician and yeah. slash business. Definitely. Slash business. Mm-hmm. And and. So really, call it, uh, the whole point of you even going to college is because you want to get that exposure to that those like subjects and things like that. Exactly. But really, because if you weren't, if you were just going business, I'd be like, dude, you're wasting your time exactly. going to college, mm-hmm. right? But to be in politics, I feel like there's a lot of law there, and there's a lot history, and it's also the connections you get at college. Correct. You know, so it's like it's something where I get to learn a lot from these other people. Right. But I also get like you know I get this educate you know I want to change the world when I'm older. That's that's my biggest plan. You know that's my that's my. You said that before. Goal. I believe yeah, you. Yeah, I want to change it to, to the max. I possibly can and the only way you can do that's through knowledge you know education it's you know think about how hard it's to change yourself you know imagine changing other people so agree man so that that's that's the road I'm on you know I want to learn it's a gift it's a gift exactly so that that's why I truly want to go to college it's not you know I I feel that if I don't go to college I can make most of the kids your age are not going to college for that reason I I don't say most almost every kid is not going for that that's you know I we've talked in the past, so I know what level you're you're at, but exactly. like you don't expect that answer from a 17 year old kid. Yeah. Like you know, most of the time it's like, well, you know, because you know, I, I want to get a good job. 
Exactly. Right? You're not talking about a job. You're talking about what you want to do in life. Here's how I feel. I already have a job. And, you know, if I keep doing this, I, I could find myself. I'm not worried about the money aspect in terms of my, my life. I'm not worried about it. And honestly, I don't want to work a nine-to-five job because I'm not like that. I, I can't I can't do that because I want my life to be different as every day as much as possible. And, you know, like I see my brother works at a law firm. You know, he, he's doing very good for himself. But, you know, he he wakes up at the same time, goes work to the same time, goes to the gym at the same right. time, yeah. eats at the same time. And, you know, I watch a lot of my schoolmates do it. You know, they uh, they go to school and after that they do the sport. Then after that they, they eat and they go to they do homework right. and they go to sleep. And it's like for me, it's like, wow. Every single day, you know, it's either I'm selling to a rapper or I'm going backstage to a show right. or like, you know, I, I, doing a podcast, yeah, doing a podcast, <laughs> you know, like every single And you're day. only 17. Exactly. This is just the beginning, man. Yeah. You're meeting a lot of people that can present you with a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. and you sound like you're in the right state of mind. They say a lot of has to, a lot of success has to do with being at the right place at the right time, exactly. the right attitude. Yeah. Um, but they also say a lot of other bullshit. That mm-hmm. one I kind of believe a little bit. Yeah, you definitely. got the right attitude. Yeah. The right time might not be coming, but like you said, there's always opportunities, even, uh-huh. you know, even in the decline there's opportunities the thing is you have to be aware that there's opportunities, hey, opportunities. and go find them people generally are lazy so it, when the economy's good just by default exactly they get you know it gets good for mm-hmm. them but i i don't mind if the economy collapses a little bit because you know you'll be good because yeah. i feel like that's fine man that's when w- that's when the real hustlers come out yeah, you know do. what i mean like you know all the people that are just very successful right now because shit's just it's just mm-hmm. raining fucking dollars yeah it's going to be different and and it's cool to hear that you're at 17 you're already cognizant of that and you're kind of you got a plan and mm-hmm. stuff um, so I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, bro. Yeah. Um, I also want to, uh, shout out drip, but l- uh, before you do that, if anyone young out there is listening, any yep. young hustlers, um, DM me because I, I really enjoy talking to young hustlers and mm-hmm. I really want to get more of you guys on the show, um, and talk about what it's like to be a young entrepreneur, but go ahead and do a shout out for drip. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to check out my Instagram page, that drip underscore one NC, um, I'm also creating a website at the moment for my merchandise. Um, not only do I do sneakers, I also um, sell my own brand of clothing that I'm trying to, um, I guess, make bigger. So um, I'm forming a website. It's in the works. Probably in a month or two it will be done on my Instagram. Be all the updates. So just follow me. And again, if you need any sneakers or anything, uh, DM me and I got you. I'll let your boy Mike drip. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, bro. Thanks.